Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Welcome to the Julia Hartley Brewer Coronavirus Update. If you're in lockdown, just like me, don't worry. I've put together some of the best bits from my talk radio breakfast show into this daily podcast so you won't miss any of the day's biggest coronavirus updates. Enjoy and stay safe. Online, on DAB, and on the Talk Radio app. Talk Radio. Right now, let's talk to someone who uh, believes that, well, he should definitely remain in his job. It's Alex Dean, his former Chief of Staff to David Cameron. Good morning to you, Alex. Hey, Julia, how are you? Good morning. I'm very well indeed. Um, I think we've all seen quite a lot of uh, a bitter infighting on social media. There's a lot going in, in the in the media. Dominic Cummings is dominating yeah. the front pages of every newspaper, every broadcast at the moment. Um, did he say enough at that press conference yesterday to convince you that he did nothing wrong and that he's got nothing to regret and nothing to apologise for? I think he did, and I furthermore think that if you think, as he does, that you haven't done anything wrong, then apologising is something that you're doing because you've been bullied into it rather than something you actually mean. And the kind of honest and admirable, if very stubborn thing to do, is not to. I think that he um, thinks that he, he behaved in a way that is explicable. I regret the fact that explanation wasn't given sooner. And I think he would have won round some critics, people like you, actually, Julia, quite sooner if he'd been rebutting um, allegations and making clear what he'd done rather than ducking for cover before finally giving this announcement. But, yes. you know, God, we've been through it now. Over an hour from a, a special advisor whose contract normally says that you don't give any kind of public announcement at all. I think we've answered all of the discussion about it. I never thought it was the biggest issue in the, the first place, given what we face as a country. And I think now, for the love of all things holy, can't we move on? Yeah, I think a lot of people will, will, will agree to that. Yeah, if he'd spoken out earlier, if he'd sat and done that press conference or just given a full statement uh, yeah. much, much earlier, I think that would have helped himself. Um, do you think a lot of this is, is just a media witch hunt, though? Look, uh, you, you and I, we're both Brexiteers. Um, yeah. I, I'm, I'm a massive fan of Dominic Cummings. Literally every single thing he wants to do in government, I, you won't find a big of I'm, I'm something. I'm a, I actually go so far as to describe myself as something of a fangirl. Uh, and I've only met him very briefly twice. I mean, barely gave me the time of day. Don't have an issue with that. Um, I, I just I, I, I supported everything he's done. I'm not part of a witch hunt against him. I do, though, have a view that, that and, and, and look, I'm echoing a lot of what Sir Keir Starmer has said, the Labour leader, you know, this idea of one rule for the, for, you know, for the rest of us and one rule for the elite, undermining the government's health message. If we all get to interpret every single rule exactly how we want, you know, lots of people have breached the lockdown rules. I'm sure I've breached lockdown rules. You know, you sort of, oh, you know, did you, did you meet up with a family to go for a walk? And even if you all walked completely separately from each other, is that a breach? Is that, you know, lots of people will have done that. However, 
we're not in charge of the government. We're not there instigating the rules. So a, a lot of people who will be massive fans of his, like mine, will still feel that you can't be a hypocrite. If you are a powerful person in government, if you are a senior advisor to a government that is putting people in, in, into a position where they can't see their family members, where grandparents can't meet their grandchildren, newborn, you can't go to your child's funeral, people are worried. I don't see why you think that you can break the rules yourself and put your own interpretation on them. Yeah. Well, first of all, about what people have said to you in social media and elsewhere. I mean, at, we voted to leave the European Union four years ago. And in any rational world, it would have been done and dusted and we've been out by now. The reason it hasn't has been that there's been a nonstop rearguard action fought by those who never accepted the vote. And what that means is we are still somewhat divided into tribes. We are still divided into leavers and continuity remainers. And therefore, to the extent to which I'm entitled to, I'm sorry that anyone has said that to you because you are a true believer and passionate patriot. You have stuck up for our country for years and you certainly don't deserve to be called anything like a traitor. I think that was, I think that's awful that anyone has said that. But that said... I think that some of the people who, in the media who have been criticising Cummings absolutely do see it as, a, as an opportunity to have a pop at him for party political and party. Yeah, party. there's no doubt about that, is it? An awful lot of the media is full on Ramona, not even Remainer. They hate Correct. Dominic Cummings. Correct. They're going to town on it because they don't like him. They don't like Brexit, which he helped to deliver. They see it as a route to, a route to attacking the prime minister, the Brexiteer in chief. Uh, and they absolutely find this a great golden opportunity to exploit everything. You know, if you're for Cummings, then you're against the NHS and you're um, for that horrible um, racist Brexit and you're against unity and, and oneness. And for them, it's, it is much expressed in those terms. Look at the way all the bishops came out in one go. It's slightly religious, this. Uh, they, they think that, that their, their remain position is a cult. And we violated the cult. And Dominic Cummings is the chief demonic practitioner. Well, actually, things are a bit more real and a bit more human than that. And I think he was doing his best in horrible circumstances. And they, they, number 10, if there is a criticism to be made, if they'd come to it sooner and answered the fact sooner, people would have seen that human side sooner and been willing to say benefit of the doubt, there's two sides to all things, let's apologise and move on, or let's accept that we're not going to apologise and move on, whatever, rather than just yeah. continued calling for his head. I mean, full, full information, absolutely. I mean, again, a rather arrogant uh, view from number 10, so we don't have to answer questions about this person. He, he does have a case to answer, though. I, I, he's, he, in his own words, he admitted, he, he, you know, he said he went back into number 10 after he knew his wife was ill, probably with coronavirus. That was a breach of the rules. Uh, he drove to Durham with his family. He, was, he wasn't even ill at that point. Uh, just because they thought that they might not have a, a childcare. Again, I mean, that means that every single parent, every single parent in this country, single or two-parent family, uh, could have done that and broken yeah. the rules. Um, and also he drove to Bonnard Castle and back. Oh, it, well, to test his eyesight with a four-year-old. He was worried about his eyesight whether he was safe to drive and he drove with a four-year-old in the back. Oh, it just happened to be a, site, a, a trip to a beauty spot on his wife's birthday. I'm sorry, none of that adds up to me. Do you not think that given that he is the bogeyman for 48% of the country... Wasn't it more? Wasn't it? Wasn't it a sign of him being the genius that he supposedly is? That he would have actually made absolutely sure he was completely within the rules. And if he wanted to do that drive and he thought it was in the rules, why didn't he check with the civil service and get permission from the prime minister or permission from St Mark's Civil that that was allowed to be done? I'm going to agree with you on one bit and disagree on another. The bit I agree with you on is that um, I've been maintaining for a couple of days now in the media that the man is entitled to basic British principles, like the presumption of innocence, yeah. and have been pilloried for that as if I'm sticking up for some weird abstract philosophy. But the, the corollary of the presumption of innocence is you may still have to explain your case. 
You may still have to have your trial. And I thought that his refusal to give answers rather undermined the, the points that I and others were making about the presumption of innocence in his case. So, yes, he should have thought about giving his explanation sooner and making it um, more clear. But my problem with all of the, the kind of Watergate-esque criminology that some people are disappearing into about was this bit of a drive reasonable or should we go up and check the blue bells for DNA? You know, people are disappearing into this story and seeking to find things that support the position they had in the first place. And a lot of people in the media, I'm afraid, are guilty. They grab the next thing that comes up in the story to support the, the, pre, the pre-ordained position that they had on the issue um, at the start. And to that extent, you can understand, actually, his refusal to engage in the media and his belief that the media should be something you rise above and seek to communicate to people more broadly because then you're never going to get a fair shake uh, with these uh, remainers. I'm not endorsing the worldview, but I'm seeking to explain that if that's the, what you think and then the media goes down this route where they pick on every single thing and then let alone chasing you down the streets outside your house, you are going to think to yourself, I'm not engaging with them. And a lot of people will have sympathy with that. Across the UK, online, on DAB and on your smart speaker, Talk Radio. Uh, let's uh, talk now to someone who's definitely trying to uh, not pull focus away from this. Ian Blackford is the SNP's leader in Westminster, and he joins us now. Good morning to you, Ian. Good morning, Julia. How are you? I think it very well indeed. I think it's going to be really hard for my listeners to guess where you stand on this. Dominic Cummings, <laughs> should he stay or should he go? I don't think there's any question that he should go. I mean, yesterday was quite an extraordinary day on many levels, but the fact that there was no apology, there was no contrition, he's doubled down. Uh, you know, when I hear someone referring to him as a genius, there's nothing exceptional about uh, Dominic Cummings. I think that was shown yesterday. And this is also now about the Prime Minister's judgment on this, because we know that there are multi-breaches of the regulations which are in place, that we can't have a situation that there's one rule for all of us. And Dominic Cummings, the senior advisor to the Prime Minister, believes he can do what he likes based on his instinct and doesn't pay any reference or heed to the regulations which are in place. Um, look, it's, it's not very often that I find myself in agreement with you, and I'm going to have a lot of my talk radio listeners shouting at me. Uh, they're shouting at the radios right now about this, and 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 I, I agree with you on this. I, I I do think there is a big issue about you know one rule for some, rule for the others. He says though, look, he was you know his wife was ill, he was worried, four-year-old son, uh, they were in you know a panic. Um, he says he doesn't regret anything. Do you think if he'd said, look, actually I regret it, and I wasn't thinking straight, and I should have got permission, or I shouldn't have done it in the first place, made mistakes, sorry. Would that be enough for you? Well, I think it might have made a difference for some people. And, and I have to say, I think every but not MP for you. Has, well, at the end of the day, I think he's broken he's broken the rules. And it's interesting when references be made to Peter Bowen and other Conservative MPs. And probably I'm a wee bit like you this morning. There are people on the Conservative benches that I'll agree with because I think a lot of them are disgusted as well. I think the point, Julia, is that People have made enormous sacrifices over the course of the last few weeks. They haven't seen relatives. Often they haven't seen relatives, sadly, that have passed away. And I think people are genuinely angered when they see that this man has been able to do what he's done. And this whole issue about childcare, why did he not make arrangements to have his children looked after in London? Does he not have family members or friends that could have helped out if that was necessary at that stage? But there are so many questions that arose out of yesterday. And when you hear that, given that the advice was, certainly if you had COVID-19, to stay at home, to isolate. But when he thought his wife had COVID-19, he went back to 10 Downing Street. He then went for a walk in the woods in Durham, while he was still infected. When you're not supposed to be driving, when you're supposed to be exercising at home, 
drives 30 miles with allegedly impaired eyesight. There are so many aspects to this that quite frankly raise so many questions that it's almost beyond belief. Um, yeah, I, mean, they, they, I have to say, I, I, I felt he was a rather sympathetic figure yesterday, but uh, the fact that he said no regrets and he's not sorry, I think will we'll anger a lot of people who were willing to give him the benefit of the doubt. Certainly for me, the fact that actually you know, he's certainly denied, unless we see evidence to the contrary, we have to accept he did not return to Durham afterwards. But in his own words, yeah, from, and from I, what I, he has I said himself, that. he broke the lockdown rules on three occasions um, in That's terms right. of the driving uh, and, and in terms of going to the, the, the castle uh, and in terms of returning to work after he knew his wife was ill. However, you know as well as I do that you loathe and despise Dominic Cummings. He's the man who delivered Brexit. He works for Boris Johnson, another man you loathe and despise. You hate the government. You hate Dominic Cummings. You hate Boris Johnson. You hate Brexit. You know that a lot of this, a lot of the media views on this, and a lot of the politicians, you're all going to get together, all the, all the opposition politicians, to try and uh, come up with some sort of coherent strategy to try and get him out. A lot of this is just a witch hunt, though, isn't it? Even with the best one in the world disagreeing with what he did, you don't like this guy and you want to force him out. Well, I, I don't know him. I've never met him. Hate's a very strong word. I hope I don't hate anybody. But at the end of the day, this is about trust in government and it's about the public health messages. And the public health messages have been undermined by the fact that the Prime Minister's closest advisor has ignored the rules that are in place, the rules that the rest of us have to follow. That is a matter that should have led to him doing the right thing without prompting, resigning. And it's also about something that the Prime Minister and the full knowledge of should have had the foresight to recognise that he can't stay in office given the way he's behaved. It's nothing to do with anything else other than that. Look, look at the issue of Catherine Calderwood in Scotland, Chief Medical Officer. Again, I don't know Catherine Calderwood, but I know many people that do. And they all speak very highly of what she brought to her role as the Chief Medical Officer. But she crossed a line when she visited her second home and she had to go. But she did apologise and she did resign. And that's the difference between her and Dominic Cummings. Um, well, yeah, but you didn't want her to go. The SNP didn't want her to go. Well, Nicholas Sturgeon was defending her, and she was the woman. I mean, the difference between Dominic Cummings and and and, uh, and uh, Calderwood was that uh, Calderwood was actually Catherine Calderwood. Was, it was her job as chief medical officer of Scotland to actually, you know, help decide on the medical advice. Now, Dominic Cummings isn't a medical expert. He was, you know, he he wasn't actually deciding what the medical advice was. She was, well, and yet a, Nicholas a, Nicholas Sturgeon defended your boss, defended Calderwood, even though she looked. I mean, with well, the best defence in the world. I mean, at least at least Dominic Cummings was claiming he he was concerned about his family and trying to get them to somewhere he thought was a place of safety. Um, she just wanted to go on a jolly to her weekend home. I mean, there well, was what, no defence for her whatsoever. What, what, I, what, I, what I did say, Julie, is that she was in the wrong and the, I think the First Minister came to that conclusion as well. Only on the after afternoon. pressure from the so, media. Well, no, I think because I think the stories emerged over the course of the day as what had happened and that's the whole point. No, but, but you don't know, but you and you and no no, you and Nicholas Sturgeon, you defended you defended Nicholas Calderwood even after I didn't he, there, there, I'm afraid I never defended at any point what Catherine Calderwood did. Um I took the view that I've taken on this one that when you cross the line that you have to go. Okay. And do you think that finally that Dominic Cummings will end up going? I think there's going to be enormous pressure for him to go. It's a pity that we're not in Parliament this week and we don't have Prime Minister's questions. But my message to the Prime Minister is that this has undermined the trust in his government. Um, Dominic Cummings has to go. I'll be meeting with opposition leaders at 11 o'clock this morning and let's see how we take this forward, that we represent all our constituents that are just so angered with everything which has gone on with this particular case. Online, on DAB and on the Talk Radio app. 
Talk Radio. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Across the UK, online, on DAB, and on your smart speaker, Talk Radio. Dominic Cummings. It's on the front page of every newspaper. It's uh, dominating in the news rounds at the moment. Uh, and Sir Desmond Swain joins us. Uh, he's a former parliamentary secretary to David Cameron. He's a Conservative MP and uh, he uh, joins us now. Good morning to you, Sir Desmond. Good morning. I was rather enjoying your last contributor. It's so refreshing to talk about something else. Well, we are trying to cover all <laughs> aspects of the story. Again, I know there are an awful lot of people who say, oh, give it a break. No more Dominic Cummings. But we want to get all different points of view on. And it is, I'm sorry, it yeah. has been the story that has dominated uh, the uh, the bank holiday. Now, one of the reasons it's dominated bank holiday is because we, we had that press conference from Dominic Cummings. But also, we, we didn't have uh, clear statements about what he had done, when, where, why, uh, until last night, which is when the, when the story carried on. Do you think that uh, Dominic Cummings has has done anything wrong and should he resign? Uh, no. Um, uh, and, and I think that, that uh, aside from, from that, whatever your opinion, and a huge number of people have registered their opinion with me, and I understand their feelings and I understand their indignation, but it is clear the Prime Minister who won a stonking majority and is going to be our Prime Minister for five years has made it clear that he accepts the explanation of his advisor, and what's more, that advisor is sufficiently important to his programme to expend the political capital to hold on to him. End of story. Move on. Whatever you do, however more you huff and puff about this issue, that's the way it ends. You know, Cummings is staying. Like it or lump it. Well, it was very clear of Boris Johnson. I did the press conference at 7 o'clock last night and he said, look, he understood people's anger and pain. And it was good that he actually acknowledged that, but he did say he believed that his advisor acted, in his words, reasonably, legally, with integrity. Now, um, I don't believe he did act reasonably. I certainly think that even his own words that Dominic Cummings did break the rules um, because three things he did were, were not within the rules of the lockdown at the time. Uh, whether he acted with integrity, um, it seems to me that he could have easily got permission in advance of what he did. Um, would it not be better? 
even if people, the best will in the world, who say, good sake, let's just move on. People who think that he did it wrong, he did something wrong or didn't do something wrong. If he just said, look, I'm, I'm sorry. And if I've undermined the health message at all, I didn't mean to do that. I was a sort of, I, was an, I, I wasn't thinking straight. I probably did make mistakes. If I think about it now, I wouldn't have done the same thing. But I thought I was doing the right thing at the time. And I'm sorry and I regret what I did. Would that not make things better? Yes, that would make things better. But if he doesn't believe that that is the case, and if he honestly believes that he did act with integrity and that it wasn't poor judgment, then, you know, well, we are where we are. Is the problem, though, partly that people say, oh, why are we talking about Dominic Cummings and not, and not you know, the government's lifting of the lockdown and the, the proposals for the 15th of June? I mean, we are doing both. But isn't that the government's fault? Like, if you allow a story like this to fester, if, if your advisors do break the rules, which everyone else is obeying, not meeting their new grandchildren or not, not visiting family, not seeing... Uh, you know, not seeing elderly relatives. If you know, if, if if Dominic Cummings creates that story by his own actions, I mean, you can blame the media for reporting it, but surely they should report it. They'd be accused of of of, of you know if they didn't report it, um, and for whatever their motives are, they still had a right to report it. Um, whether people want to call them scum media or not, the, the, we have a free press in this country, and people should be able to stand up to criticisms from the press. Um, fundamentally, he's created this problem, and is that not an issue that actually the government, at a time when we should be trying to look, you know, focus on the good news, we are stuck with talking about Dominic Cummings because of what Dominic Cummings himself did? Well, th- that is always the case um, in, in every similar case that we've had over the years. You know, when when the the, the minister or the official or whoever is the focus of the media storm becomes the story and perpetuates that story to the exclusion of the government's proper agenda, then you have to say, you know, at which point do we say, actually, we have to sacrifice the individual for the greater good. But what has been absolutely clear from the start here is that the Prime Minister believes that Dominic Cummings is sufficiently important to his agenda for government that he's not going to be forced by the media storm to sacrifice him in that way. He's going to expend the political capital to hold on to him. Uh, uh, At which point I think, well, you know, why carry on? So if you're, if just finally, in terms of one-word answers, you don't think he'll go? He won't resign? He shouldn't be sacked? Uh, no, absolutely not. You see, that's become abundantly clear. Online, on DAB, and on the Talk Radio app. Talk Radio. Thanks for listening to today's Julia Hartley Brewer coronavirus update. Please don't forget to like, comment, and most importantly, subscribe. And you can catch me live on the Talk Radio Breakfast Show every weekday from 6.30 till 10. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. 
Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.